You're listening to SBS News. In May 2000, a sea of people marched across the Sydney Harbour Bridge calling for reconciliation. Co-chair of The Voice Senior Advisory Group, Marcia Langton, was at a similar demonstration in Melbourne. And I remember going down to the bridge walk here in Melbourne thinking, oh, here we go again, there'll be about 50 of us, the police will, you know, outnumber us again. And I was really surprised to see tens of thousands of people and then on the TV that night to see that this had happened across the country. So I think this time was really a turning point. That year, the Council for Aboriginal Reconciliation presented the Howard government with a roadmap for reconciliation with six key recommendations, principal among them to issue a national apology to the stolen generation, to implement a treaty and to hold a referendum to change the preamble to the Constitution to recognise Indigenous peoples as the first peoples of Australia. At the time, the Council's chairperson, Evelyn Scott, said it was up to Australians to walk together towards reconciliation. The Council can only light the way. It cannot deliver the results. It is up to governments, industries and each one of us to commit to finding the lighted path of lasting reconciliation. The Howard government eventually considered the council's recommendations two years later in 2002, rejecting three of them outright, with cabinet papers revealing ministers felt a national apology was inappropriate, that a treaty would be divisive and that the case for a referendum had not been made so soon after a similar proposal was rejected by the Australian people during the 1999 referendum. Seven years after the initial recommendations, a national apology was delivered by then Prime Minister Kevin Rudd. We apologise for the laws and policies of successive parliaments and governments that have inflicted profound grief, suffering and loss on these our fellow Australians. In 2023, the Albanese federal government has vowed to hold a referendum to recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in the constitution and to enshrine an Indigenous voice to parliament. The voice would function as an advisory body and would not have any legislative or veto powers. The coalition's position is already fractured. Here's National Party leader David Littleproud. Unfortunately, we've got to a position where we don't believe that this will genuinely close the gap. So the National Party has made a position that we will not support the voice uh, to Parliament. The Liberal Party is yet to form a position, but former Liberal Cabinet Minister Amanda Vanstone says there are genuine concerns about how the voice to Parliament would work. My particular concern with it is that as they make reports to Parliament, recommendations... To the extent that then those reports are not accepted, you'll end up with a catalogue of, of disagreement and dissatisfaction. And I don't think that's what we want with Indigenous people, a catalogue of disagreement. Marcia Langton from The Voice Senior Advisory Group has urged the coalition to take notice of the national mood. So after three fails on the public mood, 
the marriage equality plebiscite, the Victorian election and the federal election, one would think that they might go back to the drawing board and come to terms with what modern Australians think. Hoping Australians can walk together to bridge the gap in time and political divides.